So today on the show, we're talking about a topic very near and dear to my heart, which is candy. I'm a candy guy. Uh, I'm a candy man, so to speak. Uh, that'll make a little more sense or very early on in the episode. Uh, we talked to Rosie O'Neill, the co-founder and co-CEO of Sugarfina, uh, about her candy empire. It's a great one. I also want to say thank you all for listening. I also want to say enjoy the last days of spring. Enjoy the early days of, of summer. I hope you all have a wonderful summer. Um, hopefully you're getting outside and, you know, short sleeves, shorts, pretty good time. Um, if you want to check out the episodes, as always, makingthebrand.co, share with a friend, share with a friend of a friend, and a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, and it sounds like the music is starting to kick in, so I think that means I'm getting pulled. But enjoy the episode. Sugarfina, love you all. Thank you. And we would travel and meet with these candy makers um, who've been making candy for hundreds of years. They all kind of had their own specialty. And so it was like we got to play Willy Wonka. It was pretty cool. Welcome, everybody, to the Making the Brand podcast. My name is Billy Draper. I'm a venture capitalist at Draper Associates. But on this show, we're going to be talking about brands. We'll talk to founders and leaders of growing consumer companies that are finding ways to stand out, differentiate, and delight their customers. On today's show, we have Rosie O'Neill, co-founder and co-CEO of Sugarfina. Rosie teaches us how a third date turned into a $60 million a year candy empire. So today on the show, we have a very special guest. I'm a huge fan of candy. I'm a candy man. Uh, in my fifth grade play of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I actually played Willy Wonka, a uh, little known fact. And so I'm very delighted today to welcome Rosie O'Neill, the co-founder and CEO of Sugarfina, onto the show. Rosie, thank you so much for coming. It's great to be here, and that is awesome that you played Willy Wonka. I'm kind of jealous. They're still talking about it over there. You know, <laughs> I, it was one of my finest performances uh, for sure. Um, so what is Sugarfina? Sugarfina is a candy boutique for grown-ups. Uh, we really have this kind of very fresh and fun approach to confections where it's designed with adults in mind. So things like cocktail-infused gummies and a store experience that's really beautiful and Instagrammable um, and really just kind of taking this sophisticated but still playful twist on candy. And how did you end up getting into the candy biz? Well, it's funny. So my background is in toys. I was the director of marketing for Barbie. Uh, my co-founder and now fiance was in video games. So we've kind of always been like kids at heart. Uh, but he took me on this amazing third date to go see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original one. And it was after seeing that movie that we had this kind of spark of an idea of why should kids have all the fun? Where's the candy store for grownups? Nothing like that existed in the US. And so uh, I guess like any two type A people do on a third date, we're like, hey, we should start a business together. That's uh, pretty incredible. Was it the original Willy Wonka or was it the yeah. Johnny Depp? I don't even acknowledge the Johnny Depp one. It was the original. Nor do I. I have yet, <laughs> I have yet to see that. Um, but the original was, a, was an instant classic. The best. So you decided to start. So what happens between that d third date and then actually sort of turning it into a real thing? Because you're while you're sort of figuring each other out and sizing each other up, you're you're also 
thinking like, oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. What's, how, do you, <laughs> how do you walk that balance? Yeah. Well, it, it, it took a long time before we actually launched the company. So this was sort of our back burner bucket list hobby idea that we would always kind of like talk about on dates because it was really fun to talk about. Um, and so over about two years, we were brainstorming the idea, kind of putting together the concept, traveling and, and meeting with all these amazing candy makers. And we were really thinking it was just going to be a hobby business, you know, like something we do on the weekends, a little tax free travel <laughs> opportunity. Um, um, and, you know, we launched it and it took off right away. Like we instantly realized, oh, this is not a hobby. This is there's a real business here and it's probably a really big business. And so we quit our jobs and we jumped in head first and, and have never looked back. And it's been fun because it's like our love story is kind of goes hand in hand with the origin story of Sugarfina. So personally, it's um, it's a passion project and uh, it's been really fun to work with him. So what number date do you incorporate the business on? <laughs> it was probably, gosh, two years, maybe like 200, something like that. And when you were and when you were evaluating the space in general, how did you decide to come up with sort of, okay, you start with this premise, candy for adults, brilliant idea, candy, it turns out still tastes good for adults. <laughs> so how do you, uh, how'd you come up with the name Sugarfina? So we were eating lunch at an Italian restaurant and we were brainstorming names and we had a whole bunch of like really terrible ideas. We wanted a made up name and we wanted the word sugar in the name, um, but we were just like mashing up all these words and weren't really landing on anything. So we were looking at this Italian menu and I sort of started playing with this idea of sugar with some sort of a suffix in a different language. And I said, hey, what about sugarfina? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I like that. Fina in Italian means very fine quality. So it, it kind of made sense um, as a word, and we liked the way it sounded. So I pulled out my phone, and I actually bought the domain name right there at the table. And then we got home, and he filed the trademark, and uh, and we just took off from there. It, was, it actually came together pretty quickly. And what were your first products? What were the things, when you were thinking adult candy, what were the things that you were thinking? What were the combinations um, I know you do a lot with gummies and chocolate covered this and chocolate covered that. What do you? Uh, what were the, what were the first items you brought to uh, to market? Yeah, so we had kind of two things in mind. One was to have really, really, really high quality candy. So nothing that was, you know, uh, kind of the typical stuff that you can find in any candy store or grocery store. Um, we wanted this artisan quality. And then on top of that, we wanted it to kind of have this whimsy to it, whether it's cocktail infused, like chocolates with a real splash of scotch inside, or gummies that were infused with alcohol, like our champagne bears, which is our, our bestseller. Um, so that was kind of the filter that we were looking through and we would travel and meet with these candy makers um, who've been making candy for hundreds of years. They all kind of have their own specialty. And so it was like we got to play Willy Wonka. It was pretty cool. Um, and we collected a range of about a hundred different candies, all of them very unique, different, nothing that had ever been sold before in the US. Um, and that was how we started. And now because we're so much bigger, we actually get to invent candies and have them uh, manufactured specifically for us. So that's why when you see things like the collab we did with Green Juice Gummy Bears, you know, uh, spinach gummy bears did not exist before Sugarfina, probably for good reason. Um, and uh, and that was something we were able to invent and bring to life. So it's it's been really fun, kind of this combination of, of sourcing these beautiful old world candies, but then also creating a bunch of things that are totally new. And when was this all taking place? When did you start the business? 
2012, uh, we officially quit our day jobs in May. Uh, we had the website up by early July. Um, and then it was about a year and a half before we opened our first retail store. So we were online only um, for that first year and a half. And then uh, we're up to about 50 retail stores now. Um, so we're definitely a multi-channel business. We have online retail, wholesale and corporate gifts. And when did you did you bootstrap the business? Did you raise outside capital? How did you fund the business? Yeah, in the very beginning, kind of getting things kicked off, Josh and I each put in thirty thousand. Um, so that was for things like inventory, um, you know, getting packaging supplies, all that kind of stuff. It was kind of to get us off the ground. That uh, we were able to make that last for uh, about close to two years. Um, then we raised a seed round. Uh, then uh, we did a Series A about a year after that. And last August, we closed our first institutional round um, with Great Hill Partners. And that was uh, back in August. And how many Wonka-esque components does your office have, if any? <laughs> well, we have free candy just about everywhere you go. Um, so in every room of the office, there's like a little candy tasting bar that's set up. Um, all of our team members get a candy credit. So they're stocked up with candy pretty much whenever they want it. Uh, and then our, our lobby in our office, we've actually turned into a retail store. So when you get off the elevator and walk in, it's designed to make you feel like you're walking into a retail store. And then beyond the doors is, is the, the home office. Where are you based? We're in El Segundo. Oh, nice. For those that do not know, that is in Southern California. Yeah, right by the airport. Um, and so how much candy is too much candy for your employees? <laughs> well, you know, I think everyone, and this is kind of the philosophy we have about Sugarfina in general, it's all about moderation. Like, it's great to treat yourself. That's one of the true joys in life is having something sweet. Um, but don't just mindlessly snack on junk food all day. If you're going to have something sweet, really sit down, treat yourself, make it the very best quality and enjoy it. Um, you know, like be in the moment, have it be a mindful indulgence. So our team really lives that ethos. You know, everyone is very healthy. In addition to the candy credit, we also have a wellness credit that you can use for the gym or classes or whatnot. Um, and it's all about just living this very balanced lifestyle. And, and you know, while your, your model is, is novel in a lot of ways, sort of approaching adults, candy has been around for a long time and it's a hyper competitive market. You go to, um, you know, your local uh, uh, Walgreens or CVS and you just have a huge candy aisle you're up against. Uh, the Mars of the world and the Hershey's of the world and how so how do you think about your your competition and how do you um, how do you approach those challenges yeah so what's great is that candy like you said has been around for hundreds of years it's a 200 billion dollar global industry so you don't have to explain anything about what your product is people already get it um, I think because we came in and we were so dramatically different um, we really stood out and and we didn't have any problem kind of attracting customer attention media attention um, it was uh, it was kind of like one of those things where it, it just instantly kind of had its own niche in the marketplace we didn't realize how big that white space was and so what was exciting for us is you know we said okay we're carving out this area no one else is playing in the space but we don't know how big it can be and what we have found is that um it's actually there's a lot of potential uh you know for where we can still take the company 
Yeah, this year we're going to probably do around 60 million in revenue. So we're growing very fast, um, but I think we've barely scratched the surface. We don't really consider other candy stores our competition because when you go into Sugarfina, we're not like the bulk scoop and shovel into a plastic bag model. That's like not, we have a ban on shovels. Um, we're more, everything is prepackaged and really beautiful packaging. And it's designed to be given as a gift or a very special treat for yourself. Um, so for us, the competition is more like a bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne, a beautiful bouquet of flowers, something like that that kind of falls into that, you know, uh, accessible luxury gift. So if I had any sort of sound effects, when you said 60 million in sales, I probably would have dropped like a record scratch. <laughs> Wait, what? And then repeated it. Um, that's incredible. That's re- yeah. congratulations. It seems Thank like you. it seems like the candy biz is here to stay. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think for us, you know, we feel like we're just scratching the surface in the U.S., but um, we're really excited because we're going to start expanding internationally. Um, So uh, in a few days, we're going to be announcing that we are opening our first store overseas in Hong Kong. So that'll be really fun. I think Asia will be a great market for us, uh, the Middle East. Um, So there's just there's a ton of potential. And I think the reaction we've seen in the U.S., um, we're seeing uh, a really strong reaction from tourists who come over from Asia and the Middle East and just love the store, buy a ton of souvenirs to take home. So I think those markets um, will do really well. Do you have any in airports? Uh, Not yet, but that's definitely something we want to pursue. Are you in any third-party retailers or do you you handle all your own? Yeah, we do wholesale. So you can find us at Bloomingdale's, uh, Neiman's, Saks, Nordstrom. Um, We do a lot of like high end uh, gifting boutiques and things like that. I think all in all, we're in about a thousand different accounts, but all kind of in that top tier luxury space. A lot of hotels, that kind of thing. Oh, hotels too. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, So it sounds like gifting is a big piece of your business. How do you how do you target gifters outside of, you know, getting in the airport? Yeah, well, the great thing about our product is that because people are giving it as a gift, we get double exposure. So we have a lot of people, I think actually it's about 10% of people of our customers, the first time they heard about us was receiving Sugarfina as a gift. So that in and itself is inherently viral. Um, We have uh, a lot of word of mouth that just happens. I think because our boutiques are located in pretty big cities and high traffic areas, people will just walk by and they'll kind of be intrigued and want to come inside the shop and then then they'll see that we have gifts for teachers, birthday gifts, thank you gifts, wedding gifts, everything you can imagine. Um, and we have a lot of customers where we're kind of their go-to because we have something for kind of every occasion and then they just know they can stop by our store. Whatever they need a gift for, we have something that will work. And early on when you were getting started, how did you think about pricing? Yeah, so um, we, you know, we are premium priced, but the reason it's premium priced is, um, you know, it's very high quality. Most of it is imported from Europe. So naturally, the costs are, are more expensive. So the pricing has to reflect that. But I also think there's something to that premium pricing that signals luxury and signals quality. Um, we still are in that range of being accessible luxury. So you can come into our store and walk out with a beautiful gift for $8. You can 
can also come into our store and walk out with an over-the-top gift for $200. So we really kind of have something, you know, for everyone. And, and we're more focused on making sure that the value that we offer, both in the presentation and how delicious the candy is and the quality, that's what we're um, focused on rather than like a per pound price, which is what most other candy stores do. And how many champagne gummies would I need to eat to, you know, get nice and drunk? <laughs> so um, so there's two different types of alcohol candies we have. There's the ones that are made with real alcohol, but in the process of making them, the alcohol content burns off, kind of like when you make a port wine sauce or something like that. Mm. So the champagne bears fall into that category. But we have um, a category of candies that do have alcohol content, and one serving is about the equivalent of a glass of wine. So, you know, you eat seven or eight of our cordials and you're starting to feel it. You have to be 21 to buy them. Um, certain states prohibit them entirely. And ironically, it's all the states that allow guns. So, you know, figure out the, the that, what kind of sense that makes. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's nice because we have kind of this range of um, cocktail themed, but also alcoholic. What is the form factor of the cordials? Is cordials the name of the candy or just something you feel when you eat it? Um, so cordials is kind of like the name of the type of candy. And basically it's a round chocolate sphere that has liquid on the inside. Ah. And most people most people kind of know cordials from like their grandma's cherry cordials. So it's, it's very different from that. It's not that like syrupy kind of center. It actually is like a splash of just pure alcohol. So it's it will wake you up. They're really good. When you and back to the foundation of the company, when you were first getting started, you said you each put in $30,000. And that lasted you about the first two years. What kind of challenges did you face in that period? Like I, there had to have been a few points at which you were thinking like, I gave up my job. And now I, I'm not really sure <laughs> yes. this thing's gonna work. So tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're three years in making no salary and schlepping boxes personally to FedEx in, you know, 10 at night driving down to the FedEx distribution center, you have those moments where you're like, really? I gave up my, my cushy job for this. Um, but, I, you know, I think that's part of the fun. I mean, I think people who truly have that entrepreneurial spirit within them, they get in situations like that and they're like, yeah, this is part of it. This is what makes it exciting. And one day I'll look back on this and, and remember this moment fondly because, you know, as you get bigger and bigger, the problems just get more and more complicated. So we have always had a lot of challenge with scaling um, because we're growing so fast. It's really, really hard to keep up with that demand. So what I feel really proud about is that we have always been able to maintain the quality um, and that really uh, amazing experience that we've always delivered to our, our customers from day one. But everything else has been a mess, you know, things like um, just constantly running out of product or, you know, there's a port strike that we didn't expect. And so we're out of stock of all these things. Um, you know, we had one situation where our whole production facility got shut down by the city because there was this piece of paperwork that had gone missing. And so they shut down our whole facility on like December 7th, which is, you know, we do half our business in December. So that was just a mad crisis. Um, so there, I mean, I'm keeping a list for a future book because uh, everything you could imagine going wrong has. But again, it's like I would, knowing what I know now, I, I wouldn't go back and change anything. I think those types of hardships are what really kind of build 
character and you learn so much more from the things that go wrong than from the things that go right. So we're a much stronger and smarter company now because of all those things we've gone through. And and what does your day to day look like now? What are the things that you you're working on that you're excited about? Yeah, so um, so my co-founder and fiance Josh and I, we split up our role. Um, he's uh, back of house, and I'm front of house. So I do all of the revenue channels, retail, e-com, sales, etc., plus the product development, um, creative, and marketing. And then he gets to do all the boring stuff like um, finance and ops and legal, uh, that side of things. So we have a really clear split of roles, which is great. I think that's why it's been able to work so well with us working together as a couple. Um, but we're working on a ton of projects right now. So the the international launch um, in Hong Kong is a really big one that's uh, going to open next month. So that'll be really exciting. We just launched a loyalty program uh, about a week ago, which had been in the works for almost two years. Um, so that's been really great to get off the ground. It's it's helped us learn so much more about our customers and how they shop, and it's enabling us to be able to have like an even deeper, more meaningful relationship with them, which is really great. So we're just kind of getting into that. Um, you know, like all companies at our stage, we have, you know, a number of big open hires that we're looking to fill. I'm really excited about where our leadership team is going um, and the great people that we've been able to bring in. So there's just there's a million things, um, but we're having a lot of fun. And how big is the company today? How many people do you have? So total employees, including our stores and our distribution centers, is about 500. Um, in our corporate office, we have about 85. That's awesome. That's a big company. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's no, almost it like you're about to do 60 million in sales. <laughs> yeah, we have a great team. I mean, it's it's nice because you know we definitely have a part of our team that is very um, you know young. This is a lot of people. It's their first job, and I think what we've created is this really great culture where it's a learning environment, and you get to to do a lot of things. You know, we're still. Too, first job out of college, they get some pretty cool projects and, and really make an impact. You got cut out for a second there, but I don't think it was important enough to make you repeat the whole okay. thing. But um, <laughs> no yeah, I get the general idea. That's really awesome. Um, that's a, yeah, it's a big, great company. What, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about getting into the CPG space or the food space today? Yeah, it's a great space to get into. I mean, there's so much activity um, that's happening right now and so much innovation. And uh, I would say that if you are looking to get into the space, innovation is critical. Have a really strong point of difference in whatever category you're going into. And don't be afraid to put out a product that's not 100% perfect yet. I mean, obviously, if it's food, make sure it's edible. It's not going to make you sick. But um, a lot of times people will almost over perfect and take too long to get out in the market. Things are moving so fast. Get that minimum viable product out there and then learn from your customers and really perfect it and continue to you know expand and grow your brand. What was your favorite candy growing up? Um, okay, so I was a candy fiend. I was that kid who like had a backpack full of candy that I hid from my parents. Um, I th probably Junior Mints, I think, was my favorite. But I really loved those chalky candy cigarettes, too. Uh, I know that's I, weird. But... I agree with your first answer. Not sure I agree with the second one. Not the one. second. <laughs> um, if you... All right, so you go out trick-or-treating, you know, six or seven years old. 
you get your huge bag of candy. Are you eating that all that night or are you distributing it over the next four or five days? It was more like the next four or five months. I'm, I'm pretty good about portion control because, again, it goes back to, like, I love sweets. I love to indulge. But, you know, I also want to be healthy. So I'll have, you know, a few pieces here and there each day, but nothing crazy. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I'm good at stashing and saving. And what is your uh, what is your favorite product that you sell? Now, um, Peach Bellini has been my favorite for a long time, but we just did this collab with Casamigos Tequila, and we created these tequila grapefruit sours, which are awesome, and that is my current favorite. Did you or did you not meet George Clooney? I did not get to meet George Clooney. I got to meet Randy, so that was pretty cool. Um, And I know George ate the product, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's got to feel pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Was there a moment throughout this journey over the last five or six years where you felt like, you know, this is really working? Yeah, yes, but it was like, this is really working. Oh, crap, we got to figure out how to keep growing. Um, So I think the first moment when I had that sort of like, oh, wow, this this is going to be a real business is when we had someone who we didn't know who ordered on our website. um, And then the person they sent a gift to called us and said, hey, I just got this package. I hadn't heard of your brand before. This is so great. I want to order corporate gifts for all my clients. And it was like one you know, $30 order turned into a multi-thousand dollar order. And we just sort of saw like, wow, gifting, there's really big potential here. And where, you mentioned you have 50 stores. Where are the, are, is that a few in New York, a few in LA? Where, where are they? Yeah, they're mostly clustered in big cities. So New York, we have six. Southern California, we have eight. Um, we're up in uh, Santana Row in the Bay Area. Um, I think we're looking to open in Palo Alto pretty soon. Chicago, Miami, Atlanta. We're kind of sprinkled um, all in all the big cities. Okay, we've 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 concluded the serious questions part of the podcast, and we're going to get into <laughs> some fun ones. Um, if you could choose anyone in the world to represent the Sugarfina brand, who would it be, and why? I would probably say. hopefully I can say a person who's no longer with us. I would say Audrey Hepburn because um, she had kind of that classic sophistication, but there was also this like playfulness and and sort of this quirkiness to her. And I think that's kind of how our brand is defined. It's luxury, but it's also got a sense of humor. Are you not saying living people because like there's a pretty good chance you could get them if you wanted them? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, um, gosh, living people. I don't know. It's hard. I'm Audrey Hepburn was the one who immediately popped to mind. Um, I get that. I I fully, when you said that, it just clicked. It makes perfect sense. You think of the champagne. You think of sort of the experience of walking in the store. Um, That's a great one. I think that's perfect and and unique, and nobody has said that in the past. So that's good. Oh, cool. What is something on your bucket list? Uh, so I'm actually going to check one of these off next year. Um, I've always wanted to go swimming with sharks. So my sister and I both have milestone birthdays next year. I'm turning 40. She's turning 30. Uh, so we're going to go do that. Where? Uh, in Australia. That's going to be awesome. Are you going in cages? So I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously, well, actually there's, uh, you can do some dives with non, um, carnivorous sharks which will will do that too but then i really want to get in there like where it's it's dangerous um so yes we will go down in cages for that for sure do you know what kind of sharks they are 
I, I'm forgetting. We still have to do quite a bit of research on this, but I just know I'm like, that's on my top of my list. I want to swim with sharks. I want to be scared in the ocean. That's a great one. Uh, <laughs> that's a, yeah, good. <laughs> I want to be scared. Why not? Um, and if you weren't in the candy business, what would you be doing? Well, in California, cannabis is the next gold rush. So probably that. <laughs> All right. I'm just being honest. Are there any? Are, do you have any cannabis candy collaborations? No, you know it's it's tough. I, for me personally, I I think there's probably going to be a lot of regulation coming around edibles, particularly ones that can appeal to kids for good reason. Um, so I think you know we'll probably stay out of that space with Sugarfina. Uh, but I I think the space is awesome. I'm invested in a couple companies, and uh, it's it's exciting to see something kind of start and and get so big here one question i didn't get to in the serious portion what do you what do you what do you want to happen with sugarfina what do you what would you consider a successful sort of sugarfina run in five or ten years yeah, so you know, we want to grow the brand to become a dominant player in the in the global confection space. So when you think of a brand like a Godiva, um, you know, we want to be in the same sentence as brands that are kind of at that that you know size. Um, we have already told our kids that we don't plan on handing the candy business down to them. There's not going to be a Willy Wonka moment for them. Um, you know, I do think that at some point it'll make sense for us to have some sort of a strategic partner come in, um, you know, through some sort of uh, transaction that can take the business again, even to a, a bigger level than, than we're able to grow it to. Have you ever run any sort of golden ticket campaign? I, we need to, right? We haven't. I can't believe we haven't, but we should. I, th- I, t- I definitely think you should. Uh, one of the companies I spoke to in an earlier podcast, Halo Top, I said the yeah. same thing to them. I said, hey, you should run a golden ticket campaign, uh, yeah. basically. And they said, wait, did you know this story already? And I said, no. And they told this whole story of how they did, and, oh. and none of them got redeemed. What? And so Why it was like it was just like the most uns- it was just like oh wait they're out there they, they were like trips to Hawaii or something it was like some what? awesome awesome ticket and I guess when people were eating their ice cream they didn't realize that there was a ticket oh, on, the under- on the underside they just like threw it away whoops yeah, yeah so you'd have to be pretty in their face about it and do a marketing campaign around it and yeah um, but I mean the candy it's it's built for that you're you're in totally. the right business you know doing the right thing. <laughs> totally. Um, and lastly, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything to, that's coming out? Anything? Any new stores opening? Uh, social media? Whatever you want to plug. Yeah, we just launched this really cool digital gifting product called Candygram. And basically, how it works is you can send a prepaid candy bento box to your friend, and then right there on their phone, they get to pick out the candies to go inside, and they enter their shipping address, and then it ships to their door. So if you don't know your friend's address, <laughs> or if you don't know what kind of candy they like, or if you waited until the last minute and totally forgot their birthday, um, Candygram is a really great, fun gift. The candy gram can. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Fifth grade. We might I need you to it. come sing in a video for us or for, something. Done. Um, well, thank you so much uh, for coming on. This was this was a lot of fun. And uh, congratulations you. on all the success so far and, and continued success. Thank you so much. And I hope you have another opportunity to play Willy Wonka at some point. Me too. I just read that um, that uh, Childish Gambino um, is gonna is potentially going to be the next Willy Wonka. What? That's awesome. Donald Glover, yeah. I love um, it. 
All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing the pod. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Shoes here. Get your shoes here. We are out here slanging M. Jemmy shoes. I know you're on the market for some dope leather shoes. Uh, who isn't? I know you are interested in whether it's sneakers that you wear with jeans, uh, whether it's uh, high heels, whether it's uh, some nice shoes to go with that suit. You need some awesome shoes. You want them to be comfortable. You want them to be well-made. You want them to be beautiful and stylish and cutting edge. Mjemmy.com, people. We're talking Mjemmy over here. And uh, I highly recommend these shoes. Uh high quality Italian craftsmanship, um, great materials. Uh, you know, we've had them on the podcast. You can hear their entire story um, in the Cheryl Kaplan episode talking about M. Jemmy. Uh, if you do go buy something there, use the coupon code Billy25 at checkout and you will get $25 off, which can be, you know, a decent chunk of a pair of shoes. So anyways, mjemmy.com, go there, buy stuff and buy a lot of stuff. Why not? $25 off. Enjoy. Enjoy.